Now we'll see what Philosial is up to. Actually, I do know who you are. Francis has told me all about you. Do I know that I've told him anything? Uh, you would know that you've lost a bunch of memories playing the game. Yeah. Um, you don't necessarily know what they're about. Oh my god. How would you react to that? I feel like I'd just be, like, in shock. I can't imagine that he would have many stories to tell you. He was gone for a long time. Mm. And he wasn't around for a very long time. You'd be wrong. You would be wrong there, but... What, what are you talking about, Keldon? I, what have you taken from me? I don't even know what I don't know. Hmm. Well, here's... Let's make a deal, shall we? I'll give you something back in exchange for the two of you helping me figure out how this sword works. I think I'll look at Philosial, kind of deferring before we say anything. What do you have to give back? Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'll give him back... One of his precious memories. One? How many do you have? Oh, boy. Uh, that's a good question, and I, I'm not going to give you the answer. Francis, I can tell you as, as many memories as I have so that you can maybe get them back, and then we can make new memories, like right now. So I don't know that we should take this deal. But we could take the sword. Uh, uh, can Francis roll me an insight check, please? Yeah. An 11. Uh, so, Francis, you're, when he's offering to, like, give you something back, uh, your gut tells you that that might be your friend Keldon speaking for just that moment. Or, like, maybe he's, like, weakening the stance of this lich a little mm. bit on your behalf. That's what your gut tells you. Um, I think after Follow Seal, so Follow Seal's just said, you know, that we I can, don't, we yeah, don't need his memories. I can tell you your memories. Like, I think I'll say, um, I really want back what I'd love to have back. What this creature has taken from me, I just. I think we should go along with it for now. So if we help him figure out how the sword works, then he gives you back a memory. Great. And then what? We're left here. Everything I know about the sword says that only someone with my blood can can use it. Well, is he related to us? Because he used it before. Gosh, not not that I can remember. Even if we figure out how to use it, according to everything I know, he he can't even he won't even be able to wield the sword. I'm assuming he can hear us say all this. Uh, yeah, he's sort of like standing there, just listening. He's not giving anything away, though. Oh yikes! At the end of this, whatever's been taken away from me will be given back. Ideally, we'll know how the sword works, and. That's that's where we'll be. He won't be able to wield it, according again, according to everything I know. Uh, but that's that's a maybe. But it's fine. Sure, let's do it. And then if he leaves us, we can just live in licky splicky with 
Sporkopus for the rest of our lives until they move somewhere else. Uh, give me a perception check, each of you. A 12. A 16. 16 for Francis. You are the one who notices as this conversation is proceeding that there are some small shadows gathering around the edge of the clearing where you are uh, camping. And you think for a second that you see a little bit of movement, but you're not sure. And then as the conversation goes on, you just hear uh, a voice come out of the coming from the shadows and it's uh it says fellow knights of the kingdom of licky splicky charge and a whole bunch of these little moss people slowly start to stride with their sticks raised above their heads uh toward keldon the lich no they're all gonna die he has stolen our comrade's weapon we must not let this stand yes Good nights of Licky Splicky. You you may want to just hold your your weapons. Just stay your stop. swords. You need to stop. Never. We can never be stopped. <laughs> uh, and they they slide themselves toward Keldon, and uh, the first few start like poking him, or, like hitting him as hard as they can with their little sticks. Um, Keldon just looks at the two of you. Um, what is going on? I guess you haven't had friends for a while. These are our friends coming to help. Oh, they're helping, I guess. Seems like they- Hey, stop it! Hey, get off! You're gonna ruin my robes. It seems like they witnessed you steal the sword from Philosiel. Well now, let's not start talking about who stole whose sword. As I recall, and as Philosiel has stated- we won that sword, right? Yes. Uh, persuasion check, each of you. Dual persuasion, go. Whoa! Oh! <laughs> Natural <laughs> 20. What the fuck? Dude, we Damn. just rolled two nat 20s on a, on a double persuasion. With zero modifiers. Oh, for oh my god. Holy shit. Dude, uh, Keldon gives us the sword. He apologizes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so here's what happens. He he looks around, um, and you see a distinctive moment where he again takes on a more human affect. Uh, or not human, but a more elven affect. Um and he sort of smiles, a wry little smile, looking down at these moss creatures. And he says, All right, all right, don't 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 break your sticks. Here. And he hands the sword back to Philosiel. And he says, I guess you did win it. Took you long enough there, Francis. Mm. You weren't ever the, flat, the fastest guy in our, our unit, were you? wasn't the slowest either (laughs) so true all right hey stop seriously stop with the poking never we will never until we have vanquished our foes uh he he looks at you and kind of raises his hands like come on help me out Mm, i don't mm. uh you see him pull up a hand and it's like starting to load up something frosty (laughs) 
Spork, Spork will just call them off. Stand at attention. Uh, he looks at you and says, Why? Because he's very powerful and might destroy all of you. Is he a friend of the kingdom of Licky Splicky? Uh, he has returned the stolen goods and made, uh... He's, He's like Jay and Angus, where now he's given me the sword and he'll... We'll give him cookies? Hmm. A strange treaty to strike. But it does sit well with us. Let us prepare a feast. And they turn around and you see them start to, like, shuffle off. And uh, they're, like, gathering mushrooms on their way back to the center of their village over there. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Oh, what the fuck was that? I'm just really glad that you didn't Allies. obliterate them. Yeah, no, I mean, it would have, it feels like it might have been more of a mercy killing. Or that, where are we? Jesus. Well, you didn't hear. We're in the kingdom of Licky Splicky. Oh, no, I, yeah, I got it from context clues, of course. So, all right, let me just sum up what I'm feeling here. And having observed from inside uh, my, my little beautiful apartment that I've built in the phylactery there. From what I can tell... Uh, you two use this sword to cut open a hole into another freaking world. Hmm. How do we get back? From what I remember, assuming that you were actually vanquished, we put you in some fire. Oh, yeah, no, that hurt like a bitch. Yeah, there was, and like, I think there was a time... Gap, it was weird, you flew backwards, and then the sword was there, and the ground was shaking, and I jumped in and grabbed it. Yeah, no, I, uh, I got in there right before you two grabbed the sword, and then, you know, then I just, it it sort of depends on how long it takes, but sometimes shorter, sometimes longer, and, uh, well, I'm tied to that sword, that's why I want it. It's pretty important to me, don't break it. Any of Does us it are look like a, it. yeah? We're not trying to break it. Does it feel any different in my hand now that he's out of it? Um, not really. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it does. Um, and can I slash with it? Make a um, but make an Arcana check. Want to see how you're feeling about it? A four. <laughs> yeah, you don't really remember anything different, like from the time you got your hands on this thing till now. It feels pretty similar. Um, and he looks at you both, and he says, "So I'm well. As long as you need that sword, or as long as you've won it, then we're gonna be together. Because where that sword goes, I go. Um, I could just kill you and take it back from you, but I feel like that might not be." A great idea, since there are rumors swirling that maybe one of you two has to use it. Yeah, also, not to mention the last time we fought, seems like we're the ones who made it out, and you didn't. Six of one, half a dozen of another. <laughs> I wonder if we should, uh, if we should just try swinging it around. Yeah, like trying and, because the only time that we were close to doing something we were like holding it and like trying to open it like basically do the same thing again 
I guess we could just brainstorm and like. Yeah, but we've been brainstorming and it's just going in circles. I've got one more solution, one more suggestion. So that the, uh, I think, you know, all this talk and hearing you talk about, okay, timeline, you ended up inside the sword and then, you know, Velozzi will cut a thing. (laughs) I think I'll look at Keldon and say, well, if we were able to cut a rift into another plane right after you were vanquished, I mean, could we just repeat that and see if we could cut another rift? Oh, fuck. You might be right. Like, every time that you were... I was going to ask, what were the conditions? Because, you know, that's how you repeat a test. So we have to just keep killing this guy, but eventually he'll come back. Oh, and then if we kill him again, we can cut another... I'm right here. You don't have to refer to me in that way. Well, it doesn't seem like it affects you that badly. No, I mean, it hurts. I can feel pain. Can you? Uh, Not really. But I like you to (laughs) think that I do because I like causing misery. Oh. What, What do you get out of this? What do you get out of having this sword besides living forever alone? Hmm. In a cave. You know, Without anything besides plants. It was so long ago, it's kind of hard to remember. I'm sure I had my reasons. And so what's your reason now? Well, because I live in that thing. In the sword. But, if it breaks, but, then I die. But are you living? Yes. How? I'm practically a god. Who lives inside of a turtle shell? Hey, that's a nice place. I don't come to your house and tell you that it looks stupid. Felosio Keldon, I... We're not getting anywhere arguing over who lives where. Keldon, I'm ready could to you, kill him. Could you self-vanquish self-vanqu- or something and just see if we can use the sword after that? Mm. <laughs> can you make a persuasion check, please? <laughs> can we just play off of my previous nat 20? <laughs> also, is he missing, like, four toes from the dust that Flint took? Oh my god. Uh, he's not. Fuck. He gets a brand new body every time. No. Oh, I rolled a 15. It says, a lich possesses no special ability to spontaneously kill itself. No special ability, but conventional means... What's the easiest way to kill you? Oh, man. Hmm. Okay, so... Um, so he... He says... Oh, well... I think you're gonna have to, uh... Help me out here. So. Done. You don't like fire, right? Yeah, who can do something magical? Maybe with fire. Um, I'll just create my moonbeam over him. Okay, cool. Um, A silvery beam of pale light shines down in a five foot radius, 40 foot high cylinder. And it engulfs in ghostly flame. Constitution saving throw. And they take 2d10 radiant damage on failed saves. He will automatically fail since he's trying to. And on each turn, I can move it or keep it in the same place. But they have to keep doing saving throws. Um, if they're still in it. So he says, as this starts to burn him, you can see his what little flesh he has on his skeleton starting to sizzle. And he says, so what exactly is the plan here? You're going to just swing that thing around right as soon as I'm dead? I guess that's what we did last time. Give me your word right now that you're not going to break the sword. 
And I'll just look at Felosiel really quickly. We need the sword whole for whatever is going on with Zargon. Swear it! Let's make a deal! Well, okay, I... Because <laughs> I could use this on myself or on you! I don't want to make a deal, but I... Swear I won't break it this time. On what? The kingdom of Licky Splicky. I don't care about them! What do you want me to swear it on? The most precious thing in the world to you! Fuck, this hurts! Um, on the people of... Green Hall. Uh, he isn't sure if that means anything, but he is sort of running out of time. So he's taken a good bit of damage from this moonbeam. Um, and he looks at you, Francis, and says, Watch over my, my container. Don't let it break. I, I won't And then let it for break. a moment, his voice changes again. And it says, it sounds really, um, normal for a second. And he says, I'm trusting you, Francis. And then he whispers a word and points his finger at his own temple and he just vanishes into a puff of smoke. Whoa. <laughs> Have you been wondering what Macecore is doing? Let's find out. So I'll kind of I'll kind of open the scene there. You've got like another significant climb over a hilltop, um, and then you will basically have a view of these areas. Um, what time of day? Uh, we'll say it's morning. Okay. Okay. Just try not to be too loud and don't cause a rock slide or anything with your clumsy feet. Um, they're very close by. You know I. That was so many years ago, Yara. My feet are not clumsy anymore. Mm. Um, they're, they're really... They're actually here? You know that? Last time I was up here, they were... What? What's the plan, Macecore? I know you've run by a lot of ideas, but, like, what's your... What's your plan here? Because we can't just walk up to them. Um, can I do a history check to see if I remember anything on how to interact with dragons? Yeah. Well, go ahead. Eight- see if you know anything oh about it. Oh my god, yes. 18 uh, with a 1 modifier. Fuck yeah. Um, I would say you know what you know from personal experience. Um, yeah, but I think, Macecore, the stuff you've said already, they are proud... And intelligence, what you know from your own adventures is that they tend to have a horde of things or a thing that they like. Maybe, uh, yeah, and you're wondering if making an offering of some sort might be a good idea. Um, but also, I think that your gut tells you it's going to be kind of hard to convince them to do anything for the good of other living things. Um, cause they're not historically super concerned with the affairs of anything else. Okay. Yara, have you ever, um, interacted with, with one of these dragons? 
no, I've hidden from the shadow of them flying over me, if that counts. Uh, somewhat. I, I, it wasn't the answer I was looking for, but somewhat. I, I've seen one of them flying with an axe beak in its claws. Maybe that's what they collect. Have you seen an axe beak? Oh, yeah. Oh, I sure have. They almost killed us. Oh, they almost killed you. Yeah, in the race. The oh. 20. <laughs> um, so, Yar, here's what I think the plan is. I think I'm going to offer one of my f- food items to them and tell them I come with a proposition and see what they have collected and uh, kind of convince them that they're going to get, we can give them more of whatever they want if they help us fight. Burio. Did you say a food item? Yes, I did. Like like what? Uh, I have these spicy meat sticks. Oh. They're good, Mammy. Maybe they'll like them. You know how big a dragon is. It's the thought that counts, Yara. I You remember what Mom know. told us. Yes, be a good host, but I don't think, first of all, they're hosting, and second of all, I... I don't, uh, I don't know that that's the best offering. Do you have another suggestion? I mean, they like shiny things usually. I don't know if these ones do. Um, do you have anything shiny? I, I, I do, but I can't, I can't give it to them. I can't. Uh, also, it's a weird, uh, seeing as we just reconnected, it's a very weird thing to show your sister. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Please don't tell me. You know why don't we just go go in and we can kind of figure out. We can maybe maybe like let's just look over the top of this peak here because we should be able to see down into their lair and see what we can see. Uh okay. Well, let's see. Let's look over the peak. Yep. All right, I love it. So you're going to walk up to the peak and take a look over. You're going to peek over the peak. Stealthily. Um, Mm -hmm. Are you being stealthy? Extremely stealthy. All right, let's do a stealth check. 14. And then let's do a... uh, Uh, Non-natural 20. Then let's do a perception check as well. And for perception, an 8. 16. So you creep up to the top and you do a good job of not causing any major rock slides behind you because you're at, at the point in this trail where there really isn't a trail. Um, there hasn't been for a while, so there's not like good footholds and paths carved into the side of the mountain. So you're sort of stepping up uh, carefully. And when you get to the top, you kind of lay down flat so that you can peek over without drawing attention to yourselves and Mazecore, your keen eyes pick up a distinctive scene in front of you. You see two cloaked figures that look very familiar, even from a distance. And they are just emerging from a uh, from a, a, a cave mouth at the bottom of the hill in front of you. And 
they take off in a westerly direction, picking out a trail that doesn't match the one that you just came in on. That's what you see. What do you do? I don't see any dragons. Maybe I was wrong. Yeah, Yara, you don't really see much. Um, although it is the area that you are familiar with seeing them coming and going. They should They should be here. Oh, they're there. You know, I think I'm just gonna go and meet them. Who? This is like, we're looking into a valley and there's cloaked figures running off to a... Uh... Yeah, there's like a big stony valley that you're looking down into with a bunch of uh, like cave mouths that open up into it. Uh, sort of like a hive where all the dragon kind of like are. Uh, one of the maps on Ark. Yeah, kind of like that. Um, and the cloaked figures were just coming out of one of the biggest cave mouths down at the bottom of the hills, um, and then taking off in a westerly direction through this valley. You are coming from the north uh, into this valley. Uh, Yara, I don't know if you can see right there, but. There are a couple of, oh my god, what are these fuckers doing? Um, there are a couple of these these cloaked figures that came out of these these caves. Um, I I don't like what's going on here, so I think we should go down and and investigate what's going on. You have your fighting shoes on, Yara. I think she looks very concerned at this, and like, d- have you pointed out? the direction of those people so that she can see them uh they're going in a uh e- no 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 it's west yeah yeah yeah. they're going in a westwood way you see, uh, see them I, yeah i think she looks around sees them and it's very concerning that there's people who or what she assumes are people interacting with these dragons yeah you've never seen people here before yeah so it's very concerning so i think she you haven't just... ever even seen people remotely close to this area before. Could we, um, is, or is anything visible on their cloaks that I can see? Uh, so make me a history check. It's a super low check. So as long as Mace Core hasn't, like, uh, lost fail, that fail, part of his fail, brain. Fail, Don't fail. test me. <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> yeah, good enough. Um, these appear to be members of the cult that was initially the beginning of Biriel's movement. Oh, Jesus. Um, the people, like the living people of the land who kind of welcomed his return. Uh, and you had, you had tangled with them way back at the beginning of your whole adventure, but haven't really seen them much as Burial's been building this like undead army, but this appears to be some of those people. Uh, Yarrett, uh, these cloak guys are not, not good. Um, they are followers of, you, you know, the guy Burial, the guy that I'm here to fight yeah uh, but they're his people well we need to go now because i don't know what they're doing here but i don't like it Do you have a weapon to fight with uh yes and i think she's ready to like crawl over the edge of this and like go to them in the quickest way she can well i mean i don't know how many there are so um Mace Corps, it doesn't matter it's the dragon. What if these are, like, I think this is their nesting ground. What if they're stealing their eggs? Well, that's what I'm thinking, too. Or their treasures. We we need to go. Yeah, but if they're stealing eggs, I, we can... Well, okay, let's try and do it as stealthily as possible, though. Um, 
All right, so we're in pursuit here, right? Yeah. Um, so you are up on top of a ridge. These guys are kind of down in the valley. They are essentially, you're, you're looking in that direction, and they are going to the right from where you are. And so you're able to sort of stick to the top of your ridge. Um, Yara, are you waiting for Mace Core, or are you going ahead? I think she's, she's, she's like getting, yeah, I think she's moving. Okay, uh, let's get an athletics check from each of you. Feeling like a protective thing for them. Eight. Uh, Fourteen. Um, Yara is much more sure-footed up here in these mountains, and she's, like, hopping from boulder to boulder and quickly moving, almost like when uh, Legolas in the Lord of the Rings is, like, up on top of the snow, that kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, Mace Core, you're kind of, like, pushing through it a little more, um, you know, dodging around things, and you're both scrambling quickly. Um, and Yara, you come over the last little knoll and around a large uh, uh, kind of landslide uh of rock that came down sometime recently and you come upon these two black cloaked figures um and they are looking straight ahead and you're coming at them from their right and they have not not spotted you just yet uh what do you do is mace core near like close behind me can i so we're gonna give we're gonna give you a uh like a first round attack before we roll any initiatives and then Mm. mace core will be caught up by then i think is there a way for me to jump in front of them with my quarter staff out and kind of clothesline them uh yeah you could try that so just make a uh i guess make an attack with your quarter staff i guess i'll do two-handed like shoving it straight out in front of me well, I guess if you want to go for like a, they're they're going like single file, so I don't think you can like oh. hit them both unless you want to like charge at them from the side. I'll get the front guy in the throat. All right, single. nice for a twenty-one. That is gonna hit. And like, I want to be in front of them, kind of as a sneak for Mace Core. Okay. So, damage is eight bludgeoning. Uh, you catch this guy totally off guard and hit him right in the throat and he gets knocked back and trips over a rock and is sort of laying on the ground coughing and clutching at his throat. Uh, it knocks his hood off as well. And you see that this is a, uh, a human man, uh, fairly young, but head shaved bald. Um, and he immediately reaches for a dagger at his belt and I'm going to need everybody to roll me a quick initiative Hi everyone, it's Keegan, your Felocial, and I'm here with your mid-roll announcement I want to start off by saying Happy New Year If you're listening in real time, I hope your 2023 is off to a good start. To help our 2023 get off to a good start, there are a few things you can do to help support our podcast. The first one is to just leave a rating and a review wherever you're listening. Ratings and reviews help us to be noticed by more listeners like yourself. Another great way to support our show is by telling a friend or family member about it. Word of mouth is one of the best ways for our show to get to other ears besides yours. And then the third way is to head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash thisishowweroll. 
you can also find the link in our show notes. Over on Patreon, you're going to find hours of extra content, maps, a side campaign, cut content, and so much more for as little as a dollar a month. That support on Patreon helps us as we produce this podcast. And thank you to our patrons, Junior, Johanna, and Mario. That's all I've got for this week. So let's get back to the episode. Alright, so Macecore, you round the corner and you see Yara just clock this guy and bring him down. And his friend uh, is grabbing for his dagger, um, but you react quickest as you turn a corner. Um, you're like probably a solid 50 feet away from everyone still, and I don't think that they've seen you. So what do you do? Um, If I use the cod piece, is that would that get Yara in it? Uh, what's the range on that bad boy? The cone will be defined by my roll. Right, so I guess... 1d20 plus 10. Okay, so it's up to you. If you want to try it, you can go for it. But uh, you are 50 feet away right now. No, um, I guess I won't. I guess, you know what? I see, I see the guy taking out his dagger. I'd like to shoot two arrows at him. The first one, though... I want to shoot an arrow precisely where, like, the arrow knocks the dagger out of his hand. You know, like, it hits the metal and, like, it disarms yeah. him. Let's see how you do. 28. That's probably good enough to hit a dagger. Well. Uh, yeah, good shot. Um, and can I do another one um, that kind of, like, hits his Achilles or something like that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, are you, like, trying to pin him to the ground, or what? I'm just trying to, like... Or just, like, cripple him. I want to cripple him, because I want to interrogate him, and... Okay, gotcha. Yara knocked the other guy out cold. He, like, don't want to... The other guy's, like, coughing and sputtering and reaching for his knife, but the the other one that was still standing was definitely getting ready to go at Yara. Um, 19. That'll hit. Uh, I want to hit him right in the Achilles, and it does six piercing and one freezing. All right, you hit him, and it looks like it hurts him pretty good. And that brings us to uh, any movement or anything on your turn, then? Uh, I do want to do some movement. Uh, I'll move I'll move like I'm standing over the guy that I just hit in the Achilles, essentially. Uh, okay, yeah, because you're... I'm close enough where, like, I can talk to them now. Yeah, you can get within, like, 20 feet of them, I think, with your movement, so... Um, you definitely can, like, put yourself closer on this turn. Yeah, I'm gonna get closer. Okay, and they definitely see you now that you're shooting arrows at them anyways. Um, so the one that you shot is going to step forward toward Yara and stab at her with his, uh, he pulls out a scimitar, actually. He's going to swing that oh, at her. I took away his dagger, but then he pulled out his scimitar. That is going to be a 20. It'll hit. All right. That is going to do four slashing damage. Oh. <sighs> um, do you have any monk abilities that can, like, affect damage and stuff? I feel like, I, I know you haven't had a lot of time to study the sheet, but 
just uh, something to look at later, potentially. I can use a key point to dodge as a bonus action. Oh, okay. I think I'll take this. Gotcha. All right. Uh, so, Yara, you take four slashing damage, and that makes it your turn. What do you do? Uh, I'm just going to swing with this. This is the guy on the ground who hit me, or this guy standing? The one that was standing hit you. The one on the ground is, like, struggling to okay. get back to his feet. I'll do a uppercut to this guy's chin who's standing with my okay. staff. Uh, hitting him with the staff? Oof. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm going to flurry of blows after it. Uh, 14 to hit him. Uh, that is going to hit. Yes. Four bludgeoning damage. Uh, you want to kill him or knock him out? Uh, the standing guy? Yep. Uh, I, I'm like, I think I'm just knocking him out. I'm hitting him like upwards into the chin, head thrown back, you know? Okay. Uh, yeah, you smack him in the chin and he just like crumples on the ground. I want to, like, flurry of blows this other guy, but I don't want to knock him out if I hit him. Uh, can I just, like, grapple the guy on the ground? Like, stand on his hands or something? To, like, use flurry of blows instead of punching you, uh, grapple? Yeah, like something I think like I would that. give you that, yeah. If you spend a key point to make two unarmed strikes, it seems like you could certainly turn those into a grappling attempt instead. Uh, unarmed strike... Uh, so make, uh, instead, in, since you're trying to grapple, just make a strength, uh, contest. And 11. And, uh, the cloaked figure has a 16, so he's able to throw you off when you try to grab him. Um, but that still will cost you your key points since you used it. Um, <laughs> and it's his turn, and he is going to slash at you with his dagger, uh, with an 8. That'll miss. So he sort of wildly swings his dagger at you and misses. Um, and that brings us back to Mace Core. It's your turn. Um, I'm just going to go and charge at him and tackle him to the ground. Nice. Uh, that. So why don't you make me an athletics check? Or, or do you want to do some kind of attack? No, no, no. It doesn't need to be an attack. All right. I athletics. Knock him prone. And, um, Yara, you're going to have another turn before the, uh, guy gets to go again. So if you feel like you would like to assist, you could certainly do something together here. Uh, 15. Uh, that's definitely good enough to tackle, like, land on top of him as he sort of scrambled to his feet to stab at Yara there. Um, and you just, like, spear tackle him and he is down on the ground. Um, he's struggling against you. Um, so give me a, let's do a strength contest between him and you. And uh, Yara, again, if you want to jump in, you can. God, why are they so strong? No, just a strength check on the left side. Um, Ugh. Damn. Oh, God. So, Yara, you see Macecore tackle this guy and try to, like, pin him down. And the guy is, like, surprisingly strong. He's almost about to throw Macecore off of him. Uh, can I just try to smack him in the throat again with the quarterstaff? Uh, Sure. Go ahead. He's grappled-ish, so um, we'll give you advantage on that. Oh, good. A 10? That is going to miss. <laughs> Dang it. Dang, with uh, a plus 7. That's so annoying. Uh, I'm trying to find other stuff, but that's all I've got for right now. 
No flurry of blows? I can. Yeah, might as well. I'll just do unarmed strikes just trying to punch him. Okay. Punch away. God. An 11 and a 23. 23 is going to hit. Okay. For nine bludgeoning damage. Uh, Do you kill him or knock him out? I'm just knocking him out too. Okay. You like, you kind of like swing at him and he dodges while he's struggling with mace core and you try to punch him and then he, mace core kind of pins him down right as you connect a strong punch to the side of his head and he's just out cold. Uh, So you two now have these two unconscious cultists sitting at the bottom of this ravine and now you can see you're like at the floor level of this valley of the dragon caves. Nice job, Mace Core. Yeah, alright, do we just bring him to the top and throw him down again? <laughs> well, just throw him down the rock slide. Yeah, you did you did a that was impressive work there, Yara. I, I never thank seen you. someone move so quickly with a staff. Well, thank you. And uh your tackle definitely helped out. No, and your bow. I didn't know you were such a hunter. Oh, we have we have a lot. To, I, I consider myself more of a ranger than a hunter, if you know what I mean. Mm. I don't. Okay, well. <laughs> Good work. Mom and Dad would be proud Thanks. of us. Yeah, we should probably tie them up. Yeah. Oh, I have some rope here. I never used okay. it before, but well, good thing I did. Perfect. <laughs> and we'll tie him up. Tying him up? Yeah. yeah. Let's throw the story over to Dresden and Eclipse. So we'll why don't we pick it up with the three of you being back inside the Cactus Spike pub. And I don't remember what time of day it is. We're going to probably play with the timing of everything here a good bit. Um, and we'll just assume that when you're in a pub, it's like whatever time we need it to be when you come back out. Because um, I don't think it makes super interesting listening if we listen to you uh, like sleeping for the night and stuff like that while you're in Eclipse. So we'll just assume that this town never really sleeps, which is kind of the case. Um so Zoe's sitting across from you in a booth. You're sitting there, Dresden, and Rasputin is kind of sitting on uh, part of the booth table. And that's the scene. What do you do? Um, I'm going to turn to or look at Rasputin and go, did you know that she was going to be here? I didn't know she was going to be. I just saw her. I said, whoa, whoa, Zoe. For, forgive- How am I yeah, supposed to know? That's... That's about how it went down. Forgive me, Zoe. Could When did you start working for Madarua? Well, so... It's a little bit complicated. I had to make a bargain with her when I was in that strange, dark world searching for Biriel's soul. And... There were so many moving pieces, and the only way that I could gain the strength that I needed to suspend the college in time was by committing myself to her service, and she granted me some of her power, and it appears that you've done the same. So you know you know how Madarua deals in these things. It's 
it's a price that you pay. And I am assuming in your case that you're doing the same thing I am, which is working off your debt. That would be correct. I made a sacrifice to save the lives of my fellow travelers and indebted myself to her and just working to pay off my debts. But I fear we have a bit of a problem in that if you're, I believe you have now taken two of the names that I have gotten. Do you know if Madarua cares or do you know as long as someone gets the souls, it doesn't really matter? Because I believe you took my my name here in Eclipse, and you also took one from me at, at, at a party. Um, so Rasputin, you, again, you have like the inside knowledge of what Madarua's inner workings and or like some of her thoughts since like you're sort of imbued with part of her in a way. Um, or created from her, or whatever. Um, you have the sense that it may not matter to Matarua which of them gets these kills, but it also might, uh, because Matarua is just looking to collect these souls that she feels she's owed, but um, she also might be keeping track of which of them fulfills their contract first. Mm-hmm. So you, you, that's, as they're discussing this, that's what you're the thoughts through your mind are. Um, and Zoe says, honestly, it's not super clear to me either. I didn't realize you were doing this. I didn't even realize when I saw you in the horn that we were treading the same path. That was a very strange moment. And after the... After Call was pulled out of the time loop and we had that massive battle and everything just went insane there, I and I helped my people move back to Green Hall to get to safety and gather what supplies we might for the upcoming fight. Um, as you may remember, this is not my first time facing Zargon and his ilk. No, I, I, I do know that you've tangled in the past, if you will. I feel like she is of all people in the in the game would not want to conflate Biriel the person with, with this yeah. like evil monster right. essentially. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cuz she believes that Biriel is still a good person yeah. out there somewhere in the ether. Right. Yeah, she sense. loves him. Yeah. Loves him. Um okay. Well, Zoe, when the time comes, we may need your help if it comes to a battle. To fight Zargon or Beriel, whoever it may be, we, we may need your help. You would be a great asset for us. And I hope to be there, though at the moment I am desperate to fulfill this contract because I do not wish to be beholden to any other power. And I also feel that I would benefit from retrieving the fragment of my soul that I left at Madarua's temple if I were, to, if I want to access the depths of my own powers in order to fight this army of darkness. Yes, I, I feel the same as I feel like in my wizarding form, I might be of more use than in my current form. So we have the same goal. 
the question is just, does Madarua care who fills out their contract, which I imagine she would, or does she just care that she's just getting souls? And when is our debt paid? That's the question, I suppose. Right. I didn't like signing on to an open-ended deal like that, but I, I was in a desperate moment, and I, I can understand that you were as well. Though I would have tried to spare you making that deal had I been in my right mind when it happened. I am truly sorry that you were involved and that you've become wrapped up in this, Dresden. It's not. It was never my intention to involve anyone but myself. I made the decision on my own, so you don't need to feel as though you did anything. This is a decision that I made to save my friends, and it was the right decision, even if it cost me a lot. So I, I think, do you have a familiar that Madarua uses to contact you? And maybe now that we've fulfilled this last note, we'll be getting a second one. Do, do you have what you have a, a familiar or no? Yes, I do. Um, unfortunately, mine hasn't taken quite as useful of a form and she opens her like side satchel and there's a, uh, like spectral sloth inside of it. Oh, I think that's what we said last yeah, time, yeah. right? Oh, oh, is is that your familiar? It is. He doesn't speak. N no, like yours. No, oh, Zoe, you can hear me, right? Yes, I can. It's very peculiar because I know no one else can see. This is this is Daria. Daria. Okay. Well, I'm calling her that. I don't know if she has a given name, but. When I summoned a familiar, this is what I got. And Daria does not speak? That she does not. Hmm. Daria moves a little slow there, don't you think? Yes. Yes, let's get all those jokes out now, because, believe me, I've run through them in my own mind. Honestly, I'm a little surprised that I beat you to the punch on a few of these, given how long it takes her to hand me the slip of paper. Hmm. Well, you got me there. Um, Rasputin, do you have any sense of if we're going to get another name or, or when one might be coming or if Madarua has a preference on these things? Madarua works in different ways. You know that. You both know that, you know. Uh, but she's processing her win right now. But she's she's going to – I have full confidence – She's going to be coming with another name for you very soon. Me? And me, as, by extension. As in me as in Dresden, or as me as in Zoe? Both of you. Do you know if it's going to be the same name again? Do you think Madaru is stupid? No, definitely not. <laughs> New so No, I don't think... No, Rasputin, I don't think he meant... Is she going to give us the same person to kill that we just killed? Oh, I think he meant, right. will she give us, the two of us, each separately the same yes. name? My bad, my and my bad, my bad. My guess is yes, right? It seems to have been happening all along. It seems it seems so. Dresden, I'm so sorry for my, my attitude. I'm a little hungry, even though I'm a familiar. Yeah, you should really check your attitude at the door. All right, gentlemen, can we... Uh, let's... Here, let's come with me. Let me pay our bill. She tosses a silver piece on the bar and she says, Can we 
retire for the evening. I am exhausted. This has been a very strange night, and I think we need to be ready the next time that this happens. Uh, I have heard rumors since I've been on the road that the Great War is coming quickly. Do you know anything of this? Yes. And you're talking and walking now as she leads you to a place that she's been staying. Right. Yes, I, I, I do know that they, we are not far from, from Zargon's forces and engaging and a great war happening. So we, we, we do need to act rather quickly if, if we hope to rid ourselves of Madaru's contract. All of a sudden, I make the loudest, like, hoo-hoo. Like, like, almost like an automated alarm <laughs> clock. Um, almost like, hoo-hoo. I, I just heard from Madarua. We have a new name. Is, All right, sweet. Um, is that the sound you're going to make? I don't like that sound. <laughs> uh, Drez, I don't know what to tell you. That's just how I was born. As Rasputin is saying that, you see Zoe's bag, like the lid, like the flap of it just starts to slowly lift up, <laughs> like very slowly. Um, and could you each roll me a d8, please? A three. Four. All right. So the name on the sheet is Chep Glover. C-H-E-P Glover. And I don't super remember how we handled the, like, intel that comes with it last time, but I think it's just that Rasputin and Daria get the basic, uh, or have sort of a basic understanding of who these characters are. Um, you watch Zoe reach into her bag and take a little slip of paper, and the scrolls look identical. Um... And she reads it and looks at you, Dresden, and says, Well then, I suppose maybe we won't be getting any rest tonight. No. I fear you won't. Uh, I assume your your name, name you have is Chep Glover. Is that correct? That is correct. Ugh. I haven't met a Chep Glover here yet. I feel like that's probably for the best. I don't really like knowing these people well indiscriminate killing isn't really in my nature no i i know how you feel um rasputin do you though dresden i feel like i haven't known you that long but it seems like maybe indiscriminate killing comes more easily to you i was just saying that to be agreeable i i i was (laughs) fair enough if we're gonna be working together or maybe not working together i just feel like I should be agreeable. Um, Rasputin, what do you know of Chap Glover? Can you give me any insight, us any insight on on this fellow? I assume it's a fellow. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me just connect to Wat- Madaru one moment, and then I kind of like do like a little with my with my wings. I do like a little, you know, like meditation moment, and then mm-hmm. my eyes the zeus's eyes are closed and then he opens and it goes haha <laughs> i'm just i'm just joking i know exactly what what maduro had told me about so <laughs> i'm gonna uh, turn to zoe and go sometimes i really hate that he can speak 
No, you. I could see that getting old. You love it. At least I I move faster than that thing, and it's still. Is it still? Be nice to Daria. Is it still trying to? Uh... She's doing her best. <laughs> uh, she. It's it's just sleeping again in the bag. Um, yeah, it already handed off the. She reached in and took the paper. So here's what we know about Chip. They're a local scavenger with a huge family, and they live on the North Rim. Okay. Ah, okay. Well, I, so I can help you out there, Dresden. I've been here for a little while. I know the North Rim is all the way to the north of town. Uh, just, I mean, it's fairly self-explanatory. I'm sure you could have figured it out on your own, but we're in a giant crater, so I'm assuming the North Rim neighborhood must be the one right to the north of the town. That seems like that would make the most sense. Um, Zoe, how do we want to handle this guy? Can we kill him together? Or can... Does it matter if someone injures... Now, that's not a bad idea. Did you receive something like this? And she pulls out a very dark-colored dagger... Um, and it's sort of got a curved blade, looks incredibly sharp, but it seems to be made of obsidian or something as opposed to metal. Um, and you can see in the stem of the hilt, it has an embossed emblem that matches the one in your staff that Matarua gave you. Hmm. Well, I'm going to just summon my staff, just kind of have it appear. I, I got this from her, and I believe, and I'm just get I don't have to do anything special to transform it, right? I just, like, I can just... Nope. So, and I believe I'll just kind of, like, shake it, and it, uh, and it maybe becomes a cipher. And I believe it turns into this with the same emblem. So, maybe we can use our actual weapons and not spells to take care of Chep. Wow, that's very, um, I mean, mine's a little more subtle. It seems like she really went for, like, on-the-nose Grim Reaper for you, huh? Yeah, I mean, I can have it reappear and disappear as I need, but it certainly is not the most subtle of weapons. No, I wouldn't think so, but that's all right. I'm, I'm going to um, have my hands So here's what I suggest. Might I suggest that... We retire for the evening and perhaps seek this person out during daylight hours when we can better assess the situation. And I have a place we can stay. That sounds not not to not to disagree with you, Zoe, but if they're a scavenger, aren't they gonna be out more at night? No, I think the scavengers in this area are actually out scavenging old campsites and uh old forgotten temples and whatnot out in the desert they're they're more they're i guess you could call them archaeologists if they weren't just stealing the artifacts for private gain i think i think we all need a rest so if you have a place though and you don't mind us staying that sounds most agreeable no not at all all right come with me um, we're nearly there now anyways, and you turn the corner and you see a little, um, there's like a little house that sort of stands on its own. It looks like it maybe was abandoned until recently, but it has a door and 
you can close it behind you, and there are some bed rolls um, in the house that you can sleep on. And Zoe looks at you and says, I'm not even 100% sure that I believe my own eyes that this is what's happening. I am exhausted. So I'm going to sleep. I will see you when the sun wakes me. Good night. And Chep, Chep Glover can s- sleep peacefully for one more night. She winks at you. <laughs> yes, it'll be it, it'll be his last night before he goes for a long sleep, and I'll awkwardly wink back. Uh, she smiles and rolls over to go to sleep. Let's check back in with Felosio. Felosio, are you holding the sword? I think you are, right? Yeah. You feel, uh, you feel a vibrating energy in the sword now. I'll take a swing ahead of me, not down like last time, because that's how we fell into the slime. Right, not not beneath you, right? Yeah. Okay, um, you swing the sword in front of you, and I need you to roll a d10 for me, please. A two. Oh, good. That is one of my faves. Uh, <laughs> it's the kingdom of Splicky Licky. <laughs> God, no. And now the monster people the live on the ceiling of the cave. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so you, you cut, and this time the sword catches... It feels like it catches like the edge of a roll of parchment or something as it cuts through the air. And the two of you watch as a slit opens up in this dark purple forest. And a warm glow as if from a fire, uh, like, like the kind you'd find in a tavern, comes through this, this uh, gap. You can't see anything through it. But that's sort of the tone of the the light that you see. And sure enough, you have opened up a portal. I grab my cloak tent and say, I guess it worked. Who would have thought? Great. So now we have to keep this guy. Well, I don't know if you saw, but I, I definitely gave my word. And I think deep down, Keldon is trusting me, so... I think we might be stuck with him. Great. Uh, the portal isn't like closing or anything, is it? Uh, no, it's it's standing there. But um, you do, Flos, you'll feel this like vibrant energy in the sword is like slowing. You know, it's almost like it had like this crazy um, uh, tremble to it when you first grabbed it, and now it's like slowing. I think we need to go. And I guess we'll do this again wherever we go. Maybe this is Finrodel. Could be. I hope so. Is there moss that I can pick up? Will you let me pick up moss and take it with Oof, me? Oof, boy. I mean... Or a plant. Uh, gosh, give me an investigation and an athletics check because this gap is going to close if you take too long. Sixteen on investigation. 21 on athletics. Uh, You find a log on the edge of your camping area that seems to have a little patch of moss that doesn't appear to be animated. 
but mm. is like the same kind that they're made out of. Okay. Um, and yeah, and you can like scoop that up real quick. I swipe that up as I grab my tent yep. and all in one we motion. Go. And then you make it, you make Walk for this. Through. Yeah, you go right through the opening. Uh, Francis, do you follow? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, the two of you blink your eyes as soon as you step through this opening and it snaps shut behind you. Because you have stepped into a fairly well-lit hall that can only be described as a series of taverns. Um, There are tables and chairs and lanterns hanging from the ceiling, bars, um, all manner of creatures, and so many crazy-looking characters. And it pretty much stretches as far as you can see in any direction. It's just like a giant endless tavern. Yeah, with like, you know, there's some spots you can't see because they're like around a corner from right. you. But, it, um, it's like that clock painting. Who does it with the melting clocks? Oh, the melting clocks is Salvador Dali. That's Dali, yeah. I thought you meant like, like the staircases that go. Oh, uh, like or that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's like... So it's not like a beer hall that's like one open space and you can like see that it goes on forever. It's like weird that there's like no like obvious end to this space that you're in. Right. Um, mm. Yeah. So that's that's what you see. What do Holy you do? Shit. Does that, like are there people rushing past us or anything? No. Um, give me a, actually give me a perception check each of you, and uh, I'll see what you notice initially. A 10. A 26. Uh, Francis, you have not seen a place where you could get a drink like this in a long, long oh. time. A long, and, long, uh, long, long time. <laughs> you see a bar very close to where you stepped through that has a uh, an Aarakocra serving beverages behind it. Uh, and your brain tells you you should go and get one of those. Um, Flosiel, you see that weirdly um you can't really put your finger on exactly what it means but you feel like nobody in this entire space looks like they are the main character of their story if that makes sense (laughs) (laughs) it's npc Uh, world (laughs) oh my god uh uh francis like almost like a zombie like, was standing next to Felosial and is now just drawn to the bar. Like, uh, you know, uh, he can't even remember a time when there was, like, a good time at a bar because that's how many fucking good memories <laughs> were taken away. And he's just like, holy shit, I, ha- I have to go s- get a drink. I love I it. I think Felosial notices him and is kind of following because... There are so many people around, but no one seems to have noticed them, right? Yeah, and yeah, it's very strange. Um, The other thing I think you notice, Felosiel, is that there's really not any... Exit? (sighs) No, there's like... There's like some murmur from like people talking, but you don't see anybody talking to another person. Oh, God. Francis walks over toward this bar... I'm following him. And Felosio's following. And as you approach the bar, Francis, the bartender comes right over to where you're approaching and says, Hello there, stranger. 
You look like you might be able to help me with a problem I'm having. Uh, I don't, I don't know that I'm the right person for the job. Sure you are. Look at you. You're a strapping lad. But, uh, I was really the problem is there's a local farm and they've been having something at night that's been killing all their crops. Would you please go and check it out? I'd make it worth your while. Yeah, could I, could I have a drink and think it over? Of course. What would you be drinking? Uh, the house special, whatever it is. Uh, he just slides a regular old ale your way. Nice. Felicia, did you, like, walk up to the bar beside Francis? Yeah, I think I was just kind of following him after looking around and... As you approach, um, this bartender looks at you and says, Hello there, stranger. I've been having a little bit of a trouble out at the farm. I'm wondering if you might be able to help me out. You look like you know your way around an adventure. Mm. I'll make it worth your while. Didn't you just say that to me? Will you be going on the quest then? I am just here for a drink. I think I think Francis was so eager to take a drink and might just like keep the mug on the on the bar. Is is there anybody else sitting by the bar? Uh, yes. The one end of the bar, there is a, uh, a woman in a long flowing gown, and she's sort of uh, sobbing lightly. And the other end, there is a, a hook-armed man in a rain slicker and an eye patch. Uh, do you have rooms for people to stay in? I'm sorry. We, we're all out of rooms. Maybe you could try at another bar or tavern down the street somewhere in town. I'm, I'm gonna walk. Francis, I don't like this place. I, I just, just hang on, Felosial. I'm gonna go down to the woman crying and, and say, are, are you alright? Um, she looks up <laughs> at you and says, No, I'm not alright. Someone's kidnapped little Timmy. Will you please go and find him? He's been taken into the woods nearby. It was a band of scoundrels. Hmm. There's a reward I, in it for you. I think... I think... I, I, I need to mull it over. Uh, would you excuse me, please? Felosio, uh, this... I don't... I don't know what's going on here. It seems like a lot of bad stuff. It just seems like... An endless... An endless... Tavern... Full of people with requests... Do you think this is where, I don't know, where people come when things aren't good in their lives? I don't know. I don't know either. I, I really hope Keldon returns soon. I, how long How long was he gone before? It couldn't have been too long. It felt like, what, we were only there for a few hours. Yeah, I hope... <laughs> Nobody's approaching us, are they? Uh, no, not yet. <laughs> There's... There's nowhere to go and wait. Uh, maybe we should just, I, I don't know, keep walking and see if anything looks different at any, anywhere in this, in this area. Is there any way to even get outside? Maybe we can just get outside? A uh, uh, bar- bartender. Uh, yes. Is, uh, I think- Brave adventurers, are you going to be taking up this mantle to try and rescue the local farm? 
Yes. Yes. How how would we get outside to get to the farm? Oh, you can't miss it. Just find an exit. It's the local farm. Everyone knows where it is. I'm I'm gonna look around for an exit. (laughs) Do I see one? Uh, no, you do not. (laughs) Oh God! Right. I guess we just sit here and wait for Keldon to come back. I don't think any of these people can help us because they need us to help them. Maybe we go just to the next area where there's another bar where we haven't made an agreement and we just don't talk to anyone. Sounds good. I don't, I don't know what else to do. I, I let's, let's just walk a little bit. And then I just want to walk towards like another bar. Yeah, away, away from that bar. Sure. Um, so you walk a short distance and then at a weird left angle um, that almost makes it look like it wouldn't fit. There's a, a, a more slightly classier looking bar, um, you know, with like some curtains, like velvet curtains hanging and things like that. And the bartender at this one is a, uh, a female elven woman. She is wearing uh, like a bow tie and a nice uh, top hat. Very fancy. Uh, at least this place looks different, Felosio. Yeah, maybe a little more private. Um, do I get the feeling that I did something to cause us to go here? Um, give me an insight check. A 15. Like, is there a rhyme and reason to you, where we're popping out? Like, with, for, from the sword? Yeah, I think, yeah. You can't really tell if there's a specific rhyme or reason, but you do know that you had a million things on your mind when you were cutting that that gap this time. So that's just all that all that you can really ascertain at this point. Are all these people from my past that I've run into in towns? Nope. <laughs> You've never seen any of these people before. Okay. I guess we wait. I guess yeah. We'll just kind of keep to ourselves here. Uh the bartender makes a low whistle and beckons the two of you over. I'll look at Felosio. <laughs> I guess we can go over, but maybe we just hang out by the bar and don't commit to anything. Okay. That sound, I, I, I don't have a better idea. And we'll go over to I guess we'll go over to where bartender. we were beckoned. Hello there. Uh, you're new in town, I think. You must be adventurers. Uh, I'm... I, I don't know. <laughs> well, here... Let me, th- this one's on the house if you'll let me tell you what's been going on. I'm gonna look at Pelosiel. <laughs> I'm deferring. You see, my friend, she's been trapped by a local wizard. He was trying to learn a new spell and he accidentally cast it on her and now she's, she's trapped in a cave outside of town with some kind of, some kind of monster. Can you give us more information on this? Well, I think that... You're going to have to track down the wizard first, but if you can get him to uncast the the spell, then you'd be able to free my friend. I'll make it worth your while. How does 50 gold sound? Not bad, but... Uh, no, no, it... No, there's no exit. There's no point in this. Sure there is, right over there. Where? She points, she points, and um, you see a door. 
that uh, it's closed right now, but it looks like it goes outside. If that's that's the that's the way to the cave. Well, that'll take you outside, but you'll have to find your way to the cave. It's it's to the north of town. Okay, this is better than the last time. Felicia. Yeah, let's. What should we do? Let's let's go. Okay, we'll yeah, we'll go take a look. Do you want to take the drinks to go? No. No. All right then. I'll I'll await your return. Good luck. And I'll, I'll follow. We follow go to seal. the door. Uh, you walk through the door, and into a brightly lit tavern. This one has a bunch of people that are like <laughs> no! raising glasses at long tables. I don't, uh, Alex, don't look at the chat on roll 20 for a minute. Okay. Uh, cause I want him to roll something, but I don't want you to see like his character name pop up. Okay. I won't. I feel like there is a way to do a secret roll, but I don't no, know. That's exactly, fine. Don't worry so. about it. I'm just going to cover it up with my, uh, or Jordan, do you want to my him? chat? What's that? Do you want no, no, no. I just tell him what to roll. I got it covered okay. up.